Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. We'd just like to say a massive thank you for your support um, over the past few years of the podcast. I'm really sorry about, you know, the delay in posting audio content. I've just got a massive backlog from all my episodes. I, you know, I work full time. I have, you know, I see a family. I see my girlfriend, you know, I'm busy working and, you know, we all have lives. So, you know, it's, it can be difficult to, you know, make the time to, uh, you know, create a podcast when you have a busy life. But, you know, something I'm passionate about and something that I'm always going to do and something I'm always going to grow. Um, so I'm going to be uploading all my audio content over the past couple of years that I haven't had a chance to do. So I'm going to be doing that every single week. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to be uploading my clips all onto YouTube and uh, onto my Instagram. Uh, the Positive Podcast is the name on YouTube. Uh, my Instagram is Positivity94. That's P A W R S I T I V I T Y 94. So uh, yeah. Stay tuned for more content coming each week. I'm going to try and do it daily. Uh, I'm going to be starting streaming in the next few months, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Facebook group, the Positivity Podcast, is on Facebook. You can join the group and get involved in discussions and see new content. Uh, I'm also on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. TikTok is Positivity94. Um, I'm on Discord as well, I've got a Discord group, so yeah, get involved, and uh, if you have any questions or you want to be a guest on the show, it's uh, the positivity podcast at gmail.com, right, take care, bye. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win, go along and tell a friend, marathon, you know the game, keep on running, never end, getting better, make a man, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, positivity. Right. Drew, it's an absolute pleasure to have you in the Positive Podcast today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Adam? No, good, good. Yeah, yeah, really well, thank you. It's um, you know, it's a pleasure to pleasure to have you on the podcast. And we connected previously and touched base and that kind of thing. And what I'll do is I'll just kind of run through some um, you know, like your background and kind of you know where you're at. So your your name's Drew Vernon, you're a marketing director for Tony's, and what you are the marketing director for Tony's, where you, you lead um and work with school schools, museums, libraries to promote uh, screen-free education for children. Uh, your help with Tony's has helped Tony's to become one of the most innovative education companies in 2021. Prior to that, you was working for Lego. And, um, you know, what kind of led you, you know, into this industry and, like, you know, your story and that kind of thing? Yeah, uh, I've been a marketer for a while now, went to business school for marketing and kind of came out just trying to learn the ropes. I went to Procter & Gamble, uh, which is a great company that's known for marketing, Uh, worked on some really big brands, uh, started on new product development. And uh, I learned a lot, but after a few years of selling lotion and mascara, uh, I wasn't 
naturally curious or enthusiastic about those products and I wanted to do something more fun and that's what led me to to Lego and and now to Tony's no that's awesome because it says you have like an MBA in brand product product management is that is this something that you've always had an interest in like did you always have an interest in uh being part of a business and branding and marketing and, and this kind of thing yeah, as I was going up through school, I had kind of two passions. One was business and the other was psychology. And I always was just fascinated by the human mind and, and the reason why people do the things that they do and in uh, in a business sense, why they purchase things and why you, they might want to um, take part in a brand. And, and that's kind of what fueled my passion for marketing that I took into uh, graduate studies. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think it's it's important, isn't it, to follow, you know, what you want to do in life and to try and figure that out. And I think a lot of people don't really know what they want to do or have something in mind, but don't kind of act on it because they're afraid of doing that thing or, you know, stepping out of the comfort zone. Like, did you did you try different things in the past to kind of then figure out, okay, maybe this is what I want to do? Or did you kind of like know when you was in, say, college or school, that kind of thing? Yeah. Well, uh, my dream company actually was Procter & Gamble, and I uh, applied to it as an undergrad and, and didn't go anywhere. Um, I graduated uh, from college the same year as kind of the Great Recession and the financial uh, crisis. I couldn't find a job in marketing and, and started out actually as a stockbroker. And I did that for a couple of years until uh, going back to school. And I did that as a way to kind of break into a marketing-specific role. And that, and that role is a stockbroker. So like, I know that's quite a heavy pressurized job. And like, how did you find it? How did you kind of get to a point where you're like, this is great, but now is the time to kind of step away from this? What was that like <laughs> kind of leaving that? Because I know some people, they're staying in that and they're in that for the long, you know, for that's all they'd ever do. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take me long to figure out that I, I wasn't meant to be a stockbroker. Uh, actually, the first job, the first week on the job as a broker was, I, I can't remember if it was Lehman Brothers or Bear Stearns, but it was one of those guys went bankrupt and everybody was kind of, um, you know, hesitant about their portfolio. Everybody was like really kind of scared and uh, I didn't enjoy the pressure. I wanted to do something a little different. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, like with what you're doing is very, you know, you're providing value to, you know, children, you know, families. And what I'll do is you, um, which I'm really grateful for, you showed me the, you sent me the product um, that Tony's have, and it's the uh, Tony's box. And I'll just get up now. So it's this square box and you tug on these ears, right? These ears just here. And you place one of the figurines on top. So you, these different ones that you can get, isn't there? There's lots of different themes. There's lots of different characters. There's Disney ones. So there's, I don't know if you know which one I was getting, but I got the like blue That looks character. like Calm. Yeah, it's calm. a blue character. Yeah. Calm. So what does, what's, um, what does the Calm do? Yeah, so it might be helpful just to give a bit of a background. You mentioned it; it's a speaker system for kids. Mm -hmm. They can control it all on all on their own, and then you put different figures. So the, the calm one that you had—that's actually a mindfulness partnership that we did with them. It takes kids through meditations and, and breath work. Uh, most of our characters are either from uh, storybooks. You know, we have everybody from Dr. Seuss to Roald Dahl. Uh, Pete the Cat, you know, some favorite characters. And then we also do TV and movie characters as well. So Disney favorites and others. No, it's awesome. And, I'm, you know, they they tell a story, don't they, when you put them on and they communicate. Let me just, I'm just going to grab some other ones. So I thought, yeah, sure. Yeah, all the uh, characters are magnetic, so they'll stay on the box, which is mm. great. It's designed so that young kids can use it uh, on their own without a parent or, or an adult. And uh, it's also, you know, basically a, a kid's first device. There's no screen, so there's not going to be that component where they're staring at something, but it's really just about the audio. Hmm. I think that's really important, isn't it? Because I think a lot of time people will just give their kid a screen and they'll go to a restaurant, they'll sit there, and the kids are just kind of aimlessly watching a video and not really probably learning very much. And I think, you know, with this device, you know, people 
are able to you know allow their kids to learn something and not be mm-hmm. you know glued to a, a screen and that's really important and like you also said like this elephant one so it was like a um yeah that's elmer elmer the El- patchwork elephant yeah is that i think it's a storybook isn't it? i think i've seen it's a storybook isn't it uh yeah that's correct yeah, yeah i think that one's about uh acceptance and uh and diversity no i love it and there's the the grinch fans is the grinch yeah I think everyone knows who the Grinch is. And um, also, if you went to Disney, there's, uh, is it The Little Mermaid? Yep, that's uh, The Little Mermaid. Oh, that's, that's amazing. And how many how many figures do you say? Is there a couple of hundred figurines? It seems to be like there's quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually a German company started in 2016. Um, so all the figures they did for the first few years were all German characters. Um We've been in the U.S. for about two and a half years. We launched in the U.K. in 2018 and the U.S. in 2020. Um, so we each kind of have our own characters depending on language and relevancy. Um, globally, there's over 700. I think in the U.S. there's, uh, you know, 150 or, or more. We're launching new ones every week, basically. No, that's amazing. It just shows you that growth, doesn't it? And how, how much is taken off and how much of an impact it's having. And mm-hmm. also... In the box, I got um, some headphones. So if kids want to, you know, listen to, I suppose if they're in a restaurant or they want the audio going out, they can listen to it through the headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, you get stickers with it as well. What's it got sent this like, is it a carry, carry bag for all the, all the things uh, inside? That looks like a carrying bag, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you're in the UK, um, correct? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we actually have slightly different accessories even um, by market. So that's actually a, a carry case that we don't have in the US, but uh, it looks like uh, my British counterpart sent yeah. that one out. And some like stickers. Oh, there's a nice message on the back as well. Um, so yeah, there's lots of nice things with, you know, like the Tony box and and. Yeah, no, and I, I love the packaging as well. And I think it's it's something very special about it. Like um it's very personalized, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. the box that I got had stickers, it's got stickers all over it and it had a ribbon on. I just love the packaging and, and the um the branding with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's designed with kids in mind. It's it's really, you know, it's great for us adults, but it's really about making like a magical moment uh and giving, you know, an experience to a kid. This is going to open up their world. Uh, it's going to give them access to the world of stories and imagination. And I think that's a special thing. So um, that's kind of the, the focus there. Yeah, no, like you mentioned like stories, imagination. So like, why why, why would you say like, you know, storytelling and, and imagination, you know, is important, not just for like, you know, for adults, but you know, for kids as well, like today? Yeah, I think that the world is made of stories. The stories go back to, uh, you know, our early ancestors, you know, with cave writings and you know, communicating something through pictures and eventually words and sounds. And, and this is the audio version of that. But stories are important because they entertain us, but they also teach us things. Uh, and, you know, I like to talk about the hero's journey, which is the basic framework of a story uh, boiled down to what a kid can understand it's basically a hero a main character uh has a challenge or something to overcome and that they get to some sort of a goal or a reward that's the basic framework of almost every story and that's what we need to instill in in our kids i believe um so they can learn how heroes overcame their challenges so they can learn how to overcome their own challenges and become the authors of their own stories no i love that and i think like it's really important, isn't it? You know, like for kids to see that. And I think I, when I was a child, I, you know, I still love watching, you know, Disney um, and reading and listening to like, you know, Disney stories and kind of seeing that with not just Disney, but within like, you know, stories and imagination is mm-hmm. like a hero's journey, isn't it? That you see the person mm-hmm. or that character go on that path and having, you know, adversities happen and, and overcoming them and those mm-hmm. situations and i think that's you know it, it's really important for kids to see that isn't it and, and, and see those stories shared 
I think so. And, you know, a good story usually has the character that's not perfect, you know, has flaws, makes mistakes. Uh, and it's figuring out what to do when you make the mistakes, how to get better and improve. Uh, those are the stories that I think resonate most with us because each of us, you know, is on our own journey and making mistakes. And, and I think, um, you know, realizing that's an important part of it. Um, but I think it's a, a teaching moment ultimately. Yeah, definitely. And like with this product, like why do you think like it's, it's important in terms of, uh, you know, childhood development and learning and that, that kind of thing, because I think like kids need to be, you know, obviously learning, but, but learning, the, you know, the right things and, and having the, the right materials. Like, why do you think like, you know, how it can help with, you know, children's learning and development? Yeah. I mean, number one, it's a platform, right? So anything that's audio can be delivered through a Tony box. So if, if that's, you know, that song stories, you know, wiggle time, um, that's great. That's, you know, audio books. That's great. You know, sleep time, you know, winding kids down. That's great. Um, also just the fact that it's screen free. So we've just gone through uh, not too long ago, you know, two, three years, we went through a global pandemic where the world shut down and went largely virtual and remote. And we started giving our kids screens at younger ages and for longer periods of time. And now that the world has, you know, opened up again, we still have some of these bad habits where we're relying on screens too much and too young of ages. Uh, and that's what's entertaining our kids. Uh, the problem when you do that at young ages is it's too much. It overstimulates them. Uh, it entrances them. It causes behavioral problems. It causes social anxiety. And uh, it doesn't teach as effectively as something that's trained on on the sense of hearing and, and the sense of hearing alone. Yeah, I think we definitely saw that during COVID, didn't we? And kind of like coming out of it, like a lot of kids were, you know, using screens, they were having home learning, you know, and a lot of, like you said, there was it's kind of like sensory overload if they're just staring at a screen. And plus their attention spans just gonna they're gonna switch off because they're not gonna be probably interested in what's happening and, and not really learning anything, you know, from just yeah. staring idle at a screen. And I think, you know, this, this device and this product is like, you know, really good for helping kids and, and learning. And also, you know, them listening to the thing is going to create that imagination, isn't it? In their minds with, you know, what, what is being told to them or whatever story is being played out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I think if you remove the, the visual stimulus, then, uh, it's one less distraction for the child, but also if they're listening to a story, for example, uh, it puts the creative responsibility on them and their own imagination. Uh, and that's a creative muscle that will help them develop. So they'll be uh, increasing their creative skills as well as their attention and focus skills. Uh, what do you what do you think makes the uh, Tony Box, you know, unique and separate from other other like toys and products and things that tell stories like? I think it's the combination of the the systems. So you know the characters go on the on the top of the box. Um, let's face it, you can hear an audio audio story from a, a bunch of different ways. You know, Amazon Alexa, tell me a story. You know, you can keep it completely digital if you want, and that's fine if if you just want an audio story. This keeps an element of physicality and tactile nature to the experience. So. You know, kids love characters. They love things that they can hold, they can play with. They can actually role play with these if they want. Um, that's a whole different play pattern, but it, it it puts the control in their hands. Instead of saying, Alexa, play me a story, they have to do a physical act. They interact with the box, they play with it. And that's a more comprehensive development and entertainment tool because it relies on touch and sound. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it definitely is is important is it, that interaction that actual act of you know getting the toy placing it on there touching it and that interaction with it because the kids are that's how they're kind of absorbing information isn't it? they're interacting with the world you know and by getting involved with with it and and they're taking in you know they did their toy in the, the environment and and i think also which is good with that you know if kids say have a favorite, you know, Disney movie. Cause I saw on Amazon, they have like some Aladdin ones and some Disney mm -hmm. ones. And if they, you know, there's a particular toy or character they like, they can have that and they can collect, you know, those toys as well, can't they? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of everything, uh, all of the above. Uh, the collection is really nice to, to have these characters. We we find that it's it's interesting to me. We have a very active uh, fan community uh, in the U.S. I think that, you know, the fan community in the U.K. is, is just as strong, but they, they display these. Um, you know, I've got my office here. I've They're not quite displayed uh, for presentation, more for functionality, but in nurseries, you know, this is a badge of pride of having a collection of Tonys and something that kids love to collect and to display. Yeah, no, definitely. And um, I'm trying to think what, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to collect things. But I mean, I think back when I was a kid, it was like Pokemon cards and that kind of thing. But, it, you know, it like there's there's so many different options, isn't there? And I suppose are there, is, is Tony Box releasing like different characters or different like are they updating the characters and toys and things and different series over time uh yeah so this is going to be a little bit different for your uh british listeners versus your american listeners but here in the states we're, we're launching a new figure almost every week uh we're just about to launch a new sleep brand which is uh, a couple of our traditional tonys this is our sleepy sheep we've got um this has lullabies on it our sleepy bear uh, has bedtime stories and then we're actually launching a new nightlight so the same technology that goes in these can actually go in any uh, form. So um, we launched, you know, a plush doll. This is a rabbit that can go on the box. It does the same thing, uh, tell stories. Uh, and so part of the sleepy collection will have a nightlight um, that will also play audio content. No, I, lo I love that. And it's like, there's all these different figures, isn't they? Different things that help so like you said like with sleep and I think it's really important you know that kids have this product because like you know a lot of kids sometimes struggle to sleep don't they and you mentioned like the night light and some kids you know I'm mean, even me probably me now I'm 28 don't like sometimes if it's like you know completely pitch black so you know having kids you know have something that can kind of soothe them to sleep through either you know these stories and you know the calm and light it's it's really really nice and you know this is just something like it's popped in my head now um how do you kind of how does tony box get feedback um from the product like is it um taking it into nurseries taking it into schools like how do they get feedback for you know what the kids think about it is that is that something that's difficult or uh no i mean you can gauge it you know uh, informally just by seeing the joy and happiness that it that it causes um you can uh, get feedback you know formally i'm actually doing uh independent research right now that's showing the sleep benefits to the box you know helping kids fall asleep faster helping calm the bedtime routine getting them off of the screens uh so uh we're testing that and then we're also testing the effects to literacy the fact that the first step to reading is listening to someone read well, that's something that you can do at a very young age, and now you can do it independently. So we're going, uh, we're setting out to prove that this is actually helping kids learn faster, and it's helping uh, teach them additional vocabulary. Um, so it's a great educational tool in addition to the entertainment benefits. Yeah, no, I, I think that's really important. Like you said, that you know, kids learning how to you know listen and that communication. And it goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Like you said, like with reading and I think a lot of children, you know, that's important to listen to taking information. So say they go, you know, they can take that. So they, if they go to school, they're, they're used to listening to the Tony box device and mm -hmm. they then go and, you know, say, listen to their parents or in schools. And, and it just kind of helps, doesn't it? With their development, which you said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a great, you know, educational tool. And is there like different colors as well? Because I know I've got the red one. I think you've got like a, a pinkish color. Uh, yeah, it comes in about six different colors. Uh, I've got a purple one here. Comes in gray and green and blue um, and pink and red. No, that's awesome. Because I, I got the the headphones with mine. Are they um, different colors? And they, are they in the US as well? Or uh, Yeah, the headphones uh, will be the same colors to match the boxes. Okay. No, it's, it's great. And like, um, and also like, do you have like a favorite figurine that, that goes on Tony Box? Do you have <laughs> a favorite one? Uh, yeah, let's see if I, I have them. I, um, looks like there's about 
I'll be fair. Uh, I really like a couple of them. Uh, I really like Cookie Monster from uh, Sesame Street. Uh, We worked, you know, the thing about these characters is is we're working with the best kind of content producers uh, in the world. So for that one, we worked directly with uh, Sesame Street uh, Sesame Workshop uh, to create original content. Um, So that was a great one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think the quality of these is great. That's probably the one I would name. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And like, what's it, I bet it's, I bet it's really nice to see that creative process from start to finish and, um, that kind of relationship with say, um, Sesame Street or, you know, mm-hmm. Disney, like seeing the kind of, um, start to finish and what, what's that like kind of seeing that process? Uh, I think it's really exciting. It's different for each um, licensed partner. You know, Disney al- already has a, a well-established uh, content portfolio. If we're going to do a Frozen Tony, then you can expect the the songs from Frozen and the story of Frozen is going to be what's told. In the case of Sesame Street or others, uh, it's an original production uh, using known characters. Uh, so that offers a little bit more creative freedom. Um, but I think that's really something that we've just started to learn more about uh, in terms of different types of content that can help educate and entertain kids. What do you, do you think there's any like challenges in, in um, you know, making uh, the product or, or, or getting the product out there to start with? Was it, you know, was there any challenges and um, struggles with that? Because I know like anything starting out, it's, it's very difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a lot of challenges. Uh, it's it's difficult to uh, to run a company and grow a company. Uh, I would say um, some of our competitors that lean more in just to the digital audio content can launch content faster. That's because they don't have a figure or a physical aspect to the business. We're creating actual products that we're shipping out. So that adds a little bit of complexity for us just because it's both the content and the, the product. So um, marrying those two together, I would say is something that we're, we're doing uh, a lot of and, and getting better at, but uh, you know, there's always going to be bumps along the way um, just with different aspects of, of running two sides of the business. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's how, you know, businesses grow, isn't it? And how we grow as people in, in life, you know, through, you know, things aren't working out or struggles and things like that and learning and kind of having that feedback, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And like when you you mentioned like you work for Lego as well, like what was um that experience like also? Like, and you know, do you have a favorite Lego series at all? I know that, mm-hmm. I know that you can answer that at a different time. I know, um, yeah. but, but yeah, what was it like working for Lego? Uh, yeah, Lego is a great company. I was a fan ever since I was a kid. It was a dream of mine to, to work there. I had a great time there. Um, it's obviously a, a beloved brand. Um, I spent my time trying to do new and different things. Um, so one of the programs that I did was called Brick Names, where you could go in and, and type your child's name and we'd make it out of Duplo bricks and, and ship it out to you uh, for your child's nursery. Uh, that was kind of different. And then I also did a program with doctors, uh, which was to uh, promote daily play between parents and kids. Uh, so when a, a, a mom or a dad would take their toddler to uh, a doctor's checkup, they would actually give them a prescription card and say, hey, you need to play with your kids for 15 minutes a day. And that was a, a very successful program that sparked um, inspiration in me to know that like when it's not just about selling a product, um, but actually about helping the child and helping the development process. That's um, a unique opportunity that um, I have now kind of dedicated my career now that I've come over to Tony's. That's kind of uh, the inspiration for that. So um, I think Lego is a great company to to help inspire kids. Uh, I think that's what we're trying to do here at Tony's. And, and you know, I commend all of the other companies that are doing the same yeah, no, that's it. And like you mentioned, what I think is really important is, I mean, I don't have kids, um, but, you know, it's that one-to-one with the the parents and the child and giving that child the attention and, mm-hmm. you know, caring for their well-being, as you mentioned. Like you think, you know, that 15 minutes, you know, during the, say, uh, appointment, 
is quite quite a big chunk of time rather than just letting you know the kid just sit there and not really do anything and i think you know like and in that interaction and interacting them you know with them with lego or interacting with them in the tony box it's uh, mm-hmm. all these kind of you know experiences and interactions which you know the child needs attention don't they yeah, I think it really is just about providing tools uh, to the kids and the training to the parents. Uh, how you know do you play with your child? Um, do you have the right materials to do so? Like that, the great thing about you know either Lego bricks or Tony Box is that it's a platform and something that you can build and take different elements and aspects to um, to create a holistic play experience. Yeah, most definitely, and like. When I when I with Lego, do you have a favorite series with Lego that you like? I know there's a whole variety of different uh, themes, like Harry Potter, Lego, Harry Potter, Star mm-hmm. Wars, uh, um, Lego Star Wars. Like, do you have a set kind of favorite when you worked there, or or growing up, yeah. or anything like that? Uh, my first set I got in uh, 1989. So I don't know if that was before you were born. Uh, I was uh, six years old. Uh, I got my first Lego set. It was actually Robin Hood and his Merry Men. Uh, I went through kind of a pirate's phase. Um, and then as I went to work there, obviously my my interests are a little bit different. I From a marketing perspective, you know, I have a, a love for the preschool category because that's what I, I managed, uh, Duplo. Um, but as a as a builder, as a consumer, I really enjoy the, uh, the modular buildings, uh, the creator expert. Um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to build most of those. Um, so that's my favorite as a builder. No, that's, that's awesome. And it's funny you said Robin Hood because I'm from Nottingham originally. Oh. <laughs> so I, <That's> I'm <laughs> so I'm I'm from that city in the UK. Okay. Um and we have I won't go into too much detail, but we have like tours and Robin Hood kind of castle kind of thing. And uh, yeah. yeah, but no, that's pretty pretty cool choice. I I liked, I think as a kid, I still like now like Lego Star Wars. Okay. Yeah, that's a great one too. Yeah. And um, I had the game, the video games and that kind of thing, but they're, they're very, you know, long. Yeah, I think they did, they redid a new one, didn't they? But just like all the, all the Star Wars games into one. Um, but yeah. yeah, stop, yeah. stop. You know, Lego, Lego is amazing. And, and, and the value of it has gone up quite a lot as well. Uh, yeah, I think they, you know, I left Lego right around the beginning of, of COVID. So I just kind of saw an outsider's view um, of their COVID response. But I think they benefited greatly from, you know, the world shutting down. Everybody was going out. We were still trying to launch here in the States during COVID uh, for, you know, Tony's. Um, but Lego, you know, had everything in place for lockdown you know everybody was rushing to get puzzles everybody wanted lego sets and so i I think that they've done extremely well uh in the last three years yeah no it's it's an amazing experience isn't it because i I imagine you know you learn so much work at that company and you can take you know people say to me you can take things from previous experiences to the next thing and Mm -hmm. you know you we're constantly learning and transferring you know you can transfer your skills from that position to you know this as well yeah, every everything is a learning experience, and and uh, you take category learnings from being in the toy category, um, but you can also take kind of um, organizational learnings. And so, um, you know, Tony's now is getting a lot bigger uh, very quickly, and so I'm drawing upon my Lego experience, my PNG experience, um, uh, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, no, it's 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 great, and I think you know it's. It just shows you that continuous process of growth, doesn't it? And and learning new things and jumping into different situations. It, and you, you know, you're providing value to kids and families and, and doing something you know you love and enjoy. And I think that's something that everyone should strive to do, isn't it? Because then it doesn't really feel like work, I imagine, if you're doing something that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I am fortunate because I can do something that I'm passionate about that happens to benefit kids, which uh, are the uh, the future generations of the world like and that's kind of my other main theme that i come back to is that the world right now is just like kind of a mess in a lot of ways and you know there are environmental challenges and political challenges and health challenges and those are all the things that we're passing down to our kids the least that we can do for them is teach them not what to do but 
how to think and how to solve problems. And that's better than anything that we can give them, given the fact that they're going to inherit a lot of these problems that, that we inherited and that have been, you know, going on uh, in the world. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree. And I think, as you mentioned, you know, lots of things are happening in the world and we, you know, we kind of pass on, you know, things to them and they have to deal with, you know, the, the next things that are happening. And I think, like you said, you know, teaching kids how to think and how to communicate and how to listen, you know, effectively is, is you know, how, you know, we move things forward in the right direction, I, I think, um, you know, what, with what you said. And, you know, this device can, can help kids to, you know, do that. And, um, and also like, why do you think like, you know, the creative process, you know, is, is important for kids? Cause I think like a lot of kids, we know, like, is it, there's different, uh, toys of what I grew up, like Play-Doh, um, Lego, um, connects, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of, you just say like forms, I think it helps you know our minds to kind of grow and it kind of forms your identity a little bit do you think like why that creative process is important especially you know even with tony box yeah i think that the creative process is imperative and i think uh it's taken me a long time to, to kind of learn it myself i feel like i'm starting to get a grasp on it uh the earlier we can give it to our kids the the better I think that creativity, at least, I, I don't know, uh, maybe nuances between British English and American English, but in, in a, where I'm from, creativity is sometimes thought of as like a kid who finger paints or, you know, creates something that, you know, is imaginative and, that, and that's a type of creativity. I like to think of creativity as the act of creating something. So it might not be flowery and colorful and vibrant and all of those things that we associate with creativity may or may not be part of creativity. The importance of creativity to me is, can I make something that didn't exist that now does? And does it have a purpose, whether it's to inspire someone else or to solve a problem or to make a change? That's the the process of creativity, of creating things that we need to teach our kids. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think, like you said, that that creativity, creating something that, you know, what wasn't there before is now through that, create, you know, through that creation of that thing, you know, whether that be, say, you know, say content or creating like, you know, like a figure or a toy and kind of communicating and having that, that value, isn't it, would you say? Because my, my girlfriend, she makes jewelry. And mm-hmm. she gets like, you know, earrings and bracelets and that kind of thing. And, you know, it's got a long story short, someone at my work purchased one of her items and, you know, they were put together, you know, handmade. I gave it to my colleague at work. My colleague at work came in and she was happy with, you know, what was created. So it, it kind of like, it's that, you know, what you just said. You kind Yeah, of said, exactly. And, and, you know, uh, artists you know a lot of a lot of terms times we talk about like the role of art and creativity and like they kind of go hand in hand like where you know i talk about creating something that didn't exist to solve a problem that's like a very businessy way to say it and that's not to diminish or to excuse like all of the creators who are creating art and creating things for different purposes so uh, I think that when I talk about solving a problem, I don't always mean like a leaky pipe. Um, it just means like doing something uh, that didn't exist and it now does. Yeah, no, no, I completely, I completely understand. I completely understand. It's, uh, it's like you said, it's it's important in, in business as well, isn't it? And that you know, businesses do that because I think that's that's how things get put in place, isn't it? You know, there's this vision of what we want to have. And this is, mm-hmm. you know, what we're doing to create it, to make it, you know, make it, you know, materialize. Right. And like, and like with like Tony's box, like, do you, do you see it kind of getting bigger and, and, you know, where, where do you think like the kind of, kind of goal is with it? Yeah. Uh, the Tony box is a, a universally applicable tool for kids. And not to say that every child is going to have a Tony box versus another item that they choose. There might be some preference and maybe they are fine with having an Alexa and keeping the experience digital. But uh, storytelling is a fundamental aspect of 
life and learning to read and learning about the world is a fundal, fundamental aspect of childhood. And the Tony box helps with both of those things. And so I see this growing, uh, we're growing rapidly right now. Um, you know, I dare say faster than we can keep up with. I think that it will continue to grow at, at a rapid pace just due to the, the nature of, of, and the value of the tool. And, and with Tony Box, like, is it is it used, would you say, like in schools? Is it being like trialed? In, I mean, in the US or in mm -hmm. like, you know, I know you say preschool, but like, you know, like nurseries or stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So our, our main kind of business objective is, is to sell these to parents uh, for kids to use in their you know bedrooms and at home. But I'm passionate about the education side. So I actually started um, the education side of Tony's USA. Uh, we put these in, you know, over 10,000 classrooms, uh, pre-Ks, kindergartens. Uh, we're starting to get a lot of interest from libraries as well. You can actually check this out as a multimedia item. So uh, I've worked with some state governments, uh, state of Delaware uh, as one example. We put Tony boxes into every public library in the state, uh, and we're starting to expand there as well. Oh, it's awesome. And it just shows you, you know, like that, that growth with the product and, you know, like you think of libraries and schools, lots of people go into these places and then they can tell their friends and families as well. And that's how it kind of, uh, you know, rolls around, isn't it? People get, they hear about it through people going in there and seeing it and then mm -hmm. talking about it and then, you know, looking it up. And um, like also, like, do you have any kind of like role models or mentors in life? Uh, you know, whether that's professionally or, you know, personally, like growing up or even now? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I should probably have like a short list. I, you know, I take a lot of inspiration from a business perspective from Seth Godin. Uh, he's got a popular blog and podcast. He seems, you know, he's done marketing for, for decades. Uh, he's a voice that I listen to. I think just in terms of like leadership, I look to like Ernest Shackleton, uh, you know, leading the Antarctic uh, voyage uh, down in the, the early 20th century. Uh, I think that's a fascinating story. Um, and I could think of others, you know, I've had, I had, you know, role models and teachers growing up that, you know, kind of collectively uh, helped shape, uh, you know, who I would turn out to be or who I'm becoming. Yeah. And I think it's important, isn't it, you to have those kind of role models or mentors so you can kind of you know, look up to them and, you know, learn from them as well, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, I think there's, there should be a premium on experience and not strict age, but, you know, with age often comes, you know, tenure and uh, exposure to things. And so generally older generations, they've gone through a lot of what we've gone through and, uh, you know, they're happy to share it if they just want somebody you know, or they just need somebody to ask. And that goes back to like our attention or lack of attention is like, when's the last time we like sat down with somebody and just ask them about their experience. Um, I think that's a great mm. learning opportunity. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because they, they have like a different perspective, don't they, on things or they can share, you know, their, their thoughts on that, on that thing. And I mean, that's really important, you know, to have that, you know, we have to sit down and, and see other people's, you know, take on things as well and you know learn from other people and like also do you have any favorite books at all or any books in mind or any any uh, books that you're reading in a like a business sense or uh yeah, completely any i mean any any few uh, i read a lot of, of non-fiction uh, i'm trying to, to read more fiction um but you know i i like the the heath brothers you know made to stick uh, the Power of Moments, Switch, um, those are all great. Uh, I like, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, Seth Godin, uh, Dan Ariely, Behavioral uh, Economist, um, Thinking Fast and Slow, uh, uh, Daniel Kahneman uh, was a great one. Um, I'm trying to learn more about like the, the value of like children's books because they take a lot of the same ideas and principles, but they they make it simpler. Um, and so one of my favorite books actually is The Sneetches by Dr. Seuss, which I just find an immense amount of value and intrigue. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that story, but I, I think it's a social commentary. I think it actually teaches a lot about marketing and business. Um, and that's, you know, a much different genre uh, than, you know, one of these giant, you know, uh, academic books. Mm. 
Yeah, definitely. I think it's good to have that variety of different books, isn't it? And it shows you how we can still kind of learn, you know, from, you know, children's books, like you said, Dr. Zeus. And a lot of these books have sometimes got moles in, haven't they? Um, mm. And things like that. Because do you have a favorite? Would you say Sneetches is your favorite Dr. Zeus book? or? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's my favorite. Um, but, but I also love, you know, all the other classics as well. Yeah, because I was I was listening to a podcast actually, and um, this rapper in America called Danny Brown, he he said he, he reads Doctor Zeus, and he's like, I think he said he's forty, and he still reads Doctor Zeus, and he quite, I think he said he quite likes um, Green Eggs and Ham. Green okay. Eggs and Ham is that is that? Yeah, no, that's a great yeah, one too. Yeah. That's, you know, and maybe I look into these too much, but I actually just I see a lot of like meaning. <laughs> yeah uh, when you work in children's literature literature you, you probably think about it more than uh other folks but you know they're all lessons to to teach kids and and do so in a fun and illustrative way i think is a great thing yeah yeah definitely and like what what advice would you like say give to people who you know are wanting to kind of like follow you know like their dream or or, or figure out what they want to do like what would you kind of like say um you know to people who trying to get you know trying to get through life and they're just trying to figure out you know what they want to do um and that kind of thing yeah i think that's a massive question that you know i could probably go on and on about um my dream was to to start a business i actually started a business uh when i was at lego i started a state licensed uh, child care and uh it was just too much. I was, uh, you know, working at Lego, a full-time job, trying to manage a staff of 10 people and make a business successful and ended up getting over my head and, and selling the business. But that really just taught me that, you know, you have to start small. Um, if your, your dream is this big grandiose vision, like what's the first step to that? Like, what's the step that you can take today? And for me, you know, I ended up coming to Tony's uh, and I feel like I, I'm an entrepreneur within this organization. So it's worked for me because I get to kind of uh, fulfill that itch, but I can do it in a way where I didn't have to, you know, make payroll and <laughs> pay the rent. And like, it's very hard to be an entrepreneur uh, with no like safety net. But uh, I think coming back to more gen general advice would be have the vision, have the end goal, but work on day one, work on step one and, and see if you can go from there. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's really important, you know, to have that, you know, go step one and you have to take that first step, don't you? And, and have that vision in place, you know, to to get the ball moving, so to speak, and, and to take action on it. Because as you said, like sometimes we try things and like you mentioned, you had that previous company that you, you know, you, you set up, but it's okay to say, you know, this is, you know, too much and to mm -hmm. navigate into something else. And, and that's all like lessons, isn't it? And learning um, in, in even trying something as well. And I think it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to, you know, for things not to work out. Because mm -hmm. there's, like, as you said, there's plenty of learning and, and, you, and you, you've navigated into, you know, a, a different direction. Yeah, and I think that all takes us back to the creative process, which is, you know, the creative process, the creativity is the act of creating something that doesn't exist that can exist and so if the first step to creating something is to think of it in your mind that's like that's like the staging area like what does this thing look like in my mind and then that that process from there is well how do i take this from my head to actually being and existing in the world and that starts with taking that first step like how do you bring that from your head you know your first step might be to write it down on a piece of paper your idea is now, you know, a splotch of ink. And that's the first step into becoming what you want it to be. But everything has to lead into a more advanced state of the creation. And I think, you know, like you said, making mistakes, learning along the way, that's all part of the process. Mm. Yeah, no, no, it's definitely. No, I, I love what, you know, I love what you said. And I think, uh, you know, like you said, taking that thing, you know, from imagination, from what's going on our minds and, and putting it down even if it's you know writing it down on paper or on you know on a digital format or whatever and and put in you know building on that that thing is, is important mm -hmm. and that's how you know that's how i think that's how a lot of successful people start out isn't it they 
yeah, yeah, I, I don't know who it was. They said they wrote something down on a napkin or something like that, or the business plan on a napkin, or you know, you have to put it down somewhere. And um, where where can people find like you know your social media, your content? Where can they connect with you? Um, where can people find uh, Tony Box as well to purchase? Yeah, so me personally, uh, the best place to to find me is probably on LinkedIn. Um, uh, and you know, you can learn more about our company on tonies.com, T-O-N-I-E-S.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. We've got a US channel at tonies.us. Um, we've got a UK one as well. Um, I'm trying to think. There's there's also uh when it comes specifically to Tony's, we have a very active uh Facebook uh community group, uh different people sharing different ways that they use the Tony box. We actually have a teacher specific one as well, Tony's for teachers. And uh, that's great for educators who are trying to learn how to use uh, Tony boxes in the classroom. No, that's awesome. No, it's, um, it's, you know, it's, it's really great, you know, what Tony box is doing and helping, you know, children and their learning and development and creativity. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to say, you know, it's a pleasure having you on the podcast, Drew, and, you know, you know, you sharing your experience and passion for, you know, creativity and the Tony box product and, you know, and your skills and experience that you're bringing to this to help, you know, the future generation. I think, you know, it's really great. And, you know, I wish you continued success and I wish, you know, uh, Tony box continued success and, you know, thank you for the Tony box product that, you know, was sent out to me. I'll, I'll promote, you know, and put out the Tony box and what you're doing as well. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, it's my pleasure. I, I enjoyed the conversation and uh, I really enjoyed meeting you, Adam. No, you're welcome. You too. And um, hope everyone enjoys this and take care.